Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Trust him. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, I want to back this up this morning with scriptures. I am no longer a slave to fear. And I'm going to back it up with scriptures today. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. It's going to work out. I said it doesn't matter what it is. If you're a child of the king, it's going to work out. Father, we thank you for your word today. I want you to anoint me as your vessel, God, to speak to your people. And Father, I'm going to forever give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. And you may be seated. Amen. All things, that's everything. That's home problems. That's work problems. That's marital problems, that's financial problems, spiritual problems, emotional problems, all things, all things is going to work out. The good to them that love God, that's you and I. And if you've been born again, as the scriptures has said, and your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. You got more going for you than you have going against you. I believe the God we serve is working everything out for you and I. He is working beyond, hey, he's working beyond and above anything that we're going to ever face, Brother Francois, on this side of heaven. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, that Jesus said that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. That sound mind, when he says a sound mind, meaning this, even though I'm going through troubles in this life, I still could put my faith and my trust in Jesus. Because I know God that I serve will take care of all of my needs. I'm here to tell someone this morning, it doesn't matter what the devil's thrown against you or your family or anything that you have and you hold in your possession, my God will take care of all of them. That's why the Bible says some may put their trust in horses and chariots, but the church, that's you and I, must put our trust in the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord is a mighty strong tower, and the righteous runs into it, and they are saved. 
Come on, somebody. God is for me. God is for you. There ain't nothing that we should fear. Jesus says, don't fear man that could destroy the body, but fear God that will destroy the body and soul. So, friend, let me tell you something. Long as I'm living for God, long as I'm going to church, long as I'm paying my tithes, long as I'm giving God part of my life, I can tell you right now that everything in my life is going to be all right. It may not be exactly what I want it to be, but I know it's going to be all right. I never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging for bread. I'm telling you right now, God will open up the windows from heaven. Oh my God, and pour out a blessing upon his church, upon his children, upon you and I. That we oh my Hallelujah. I'm thankful that I serve a God that is in control. He's in control. The devil's not gonna win. He can't win. We are the heirs of God. You know what that means? When you took on the name of Jesus Christ in baptism, your name, his name added to your name. It's not Wally Wally. It's Wally Wally Jesus. We took on the name of Jesus Christ in baptism. And Jesus said, there ain't no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. I'm glad I took on the name, amen. I'm glad I became the heirs of Jesus Christ. I am a son of Jesus Christ. And if you, oh, if you know, know an evil, how to do good, if you know an evil, knowing how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would our Heavenly Father give them that would ask? Ask and you shall receive. Seek it and you shall find it. Knock and them doors will be opening unto you. Woo! I feel my Cajun accent wanted to come out this morning. Allow it to. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is working on my behalf. God is working on your behalf. He's going to see you through it. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. <laughs> I'm waiting on God. Come on, I'm waiting on God. I'm not going to jump before. I'm, gonna, I'm just waiting on God. Hey, if you can't figure it out, believe me, don't try to figure it out because you won't be able to figure out. Wait on God. He'll figure it out. Come on, if you can't, my God, if you can't fix it with these old natural fingers, wait on God and let the master's hands put his hands in what you're dealing with. And I promise you, you're going to see the glory and the beauty of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's working all things out for you and I. All things. All things. <laughs> I was handpicked. I can remember when I was a little boy and I was a young boy. And we would pick, they would plow sweet potatoes and ash potatoes and Irish potatoes and whatever other kind of potatoes. But he had number one, number two, and number threes. <laughs> so you had to take your hand and pick out number one, number two, and number three. I didn't know the difference, so I threw them all in one pile. <laughs> what's the number one and number two? And number, what's that? I guess it was the size of them. When your eyes were full of dust, you couldn't see what size they were anyhow. So they all went in one little pal. But we had to hand pick the size of the potato or whatever you call it. 
on this end of the world. <laughs> a potato. A po Who ever heard of a potato? But anyhow, she did. But anyhow. <laughs> but we handpicked those things. Now let me tell you how valuable you are in the eyes of God. Jesus said we are the apple of God's eyes. You know how valuable we are to God? He handpicked us. That's what, oh, you may not see a full church, but not everybody wants Pentecost. Everybody wants Pentecost experience, but they don't want Pentecostal living. So you know what God does? He handpicks the church because he knows who's going to live this. He knows who's going to learn to love this. He knows who's going to be part of his bride. So he handpicks us. Whoo, we are blessed this morning. Out of millions and millions and millions of people, God handpicked me. Now, Brother Roger, he could have picked a whole lot better man than me, but he didn't. Well, he's agreeing with me. Yeah, he sure could have. <laughs> I'm with you, Brother Roger. Roger, yes, he could have, but he didn't. You know why? Because God knows what his bride's going to look like. He knows what his bride's going to, how she's going to talk, how she's going to act, how she's going to dress, how she's going to, oh, come on, somebody. So not everybody wants to be Pentecostal. They want the Pentecostal experience, but that's all they want. Come on, with the Holy Ghost comes power. Oh, what man, what drives man today? It's power and money. Power and money. That's why that's all most mega churches has to do is put on a pretty smile and millions comes in. They don't preach against sin because they lose half of their congregation. They don't preach against holiness because nobody wants to live holy. Everybody wants to live loose as a goose. Come on, the church is getting, the world is getting churchy and the church is getting worldly. But there has to be a balance because God said it has to be a balance. You can be a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Who oh, we are chosen by God, so what matters? Come on, we are chosen, handpicked by Almighty God, so what matters? Come on, me and Jared was in Houston, Texas one day, and, and one of his little buddies from Lafayette, a, a, a real successful car dealer, was sitting down at um, Chili's. And I'm sitting with these two youngsters, my son and his little buddy. Jared wasn't married at that time. He was running wild. You got some of those kids? Love them anyhow. Don't preach them because you're not their preacher, you're their parents. Just love them. That love will draw them back to Jesus. Come on, somebody. If you preach them, you're going to drive them further and further away from God and the church. Ooh. So anyhow... We're sitting down in this restaurant, and his little friend said, hey, man, he said, let's go to a strip joint tonight. And Jared's whole face turned solid red. He said, a what? He said, a strip joint? Dude, my dad's a, a, a preacher. He said, well, why you didn't tell me that? He said, I didn't, know, I didn't know you needed to know. He said, my dad's a preacher. He looked at me and said, you're a preacher? I said, well, yeah. He said, what kind of preacher are you? He said, I said, a Pentecostal. He says, oh my God, why Pentecostal? I said, why not? Come on, why not Pentecostal? Come on, we believe in prayer. Come on, we believe in power. We believe in making a difference. We believe in lives being changed. Woo, cut me up a little bit, brother Brandon. Don't cut me off. We believe in the Bible, not just part of the Bible. 
We believe in all the Bible. We believe in separation. We believe in living in this thing, but we not believe. We don't believe in being part of it. And you know what he said? I'm sorry, even asked. I'm not ashamed who I am. And you know the awesome part about it, Sister Connie? I am what I am in church and I am what I am out of church because I am a part of something that's big and I'm part of something that's valuable and I'm part of something that won't be here forever because I'm going to be raptured out of here one day. My mind is made up. My boundary line has been set for 30 something years ago and I'm not going to cross them because I know the danger of it. Come on, you give the devil an inch of your life and he become the ruler of your life. Oh, well, I, 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 need to, I might need to go back in the front of this church again and find out what church I'm in. What's the name of this church? Is it, am I, did I walk in CPC today? Did I walk in a one God apostolic church? Did somebody ought to get excited about who you are? You're not just anybody. Come on, you're a child of the king. You've been born with the royal blood of Jesus Christ. His blood rose and flows through your veins today. Woo! Mm. But listen what Jesus says. Let me just go ahead and preach to you since, since, but since. In Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 1. But now thou saith the Lord that created, that created thee, O Jacob, and he that hath found you. O Israel, fear, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by thy name, and you are mine. Now hold on. The same God, I don't know what's going on, the same God who rolled back the waters, the same God Come on, that split the Red Sea. The same God that shut the mouths of the lions for Daniel. Come on, somebody. The same God in Genesis that spoke everything that we see today. The same God that took dust and blew breath into the nostrils and there become a living being. Same God. Same God his house today. Same God that fills you with his spirit. Same God that's protecting you every day of your life. Same God that provides everything for you. Same God that gives you breath every day or every time that you breathe. Same God. Same God. God changes not. And he don't want the church to change. He wants us to draw nigh unto him. And he would, oh. Same God. Same God. He is. You see, the devil has a duplicate for everything. He, uh, he also has a, dupl a duplicate for the church. He does. But his duplicates... Oh, not the original. So it's not going to last. When you see all the duplicates, the offsprings of the church, of the bride of Christ, I, I can tell you one thing. They may be grown in numbers, but they're not grown spiritual. 
And what ain't of God and what ain't built of God, I can tell you this, it won't last. The only thing that's going to last is what is built of God. I can remember a story of Satan. He goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, you think you are so mighty? He said, just because you made man out of the dust of the earth, let me show you how powerful I am. So he stoops down in the dirt and he begins to form a man and God says, hold on, Satan, use your own dirt. Satan's a duplicate. And there's many duplicates in this world. But the church can't be a duplicate. We gotta come from the original. We're not, oh my God, we're not a branch. We are the stump. Come on, we are the original. And we're gonna stay the original. You know why? Where there's the, the original is, you get the blessings of God. That's where signs and wonders and miracles are gonna follow the originals. Oh, let me go on. We are blessed. I said we are blessed. No matter what or what spirit or what voice is speaking in your mind, you're blessed today. You're blessed. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt. Now this is you and I. As he spoke, and the children of Israel, that voice is still speaking today to you and I. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to worry about because God is still in control. Listen what he says. Neither shall thy flames kindle upon thee, for I am the God, the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy salvation. Whew. He's still that God that holds everything in the palm of his hands. He's still that God that holds it all. In verse 7, even everyone that is called by my name, that's you and I. Come on, did I get the Holy Ghost today? They were speaking in tongues today, but they refused to get buried in the only name that's given among men. My question is to America today, and we probably all live. My question is to you, preachers, and whoever else. If we can pray for them in Jesus' name, and we can pray for our food in Jesus' name, and we can pray for everything in Jesus' name, why can't we get baptized in the only name that's given among men? Come on. Come on, somebody. No, we want to go completely against the word of God. Hey, it's line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. I understand that. Every man will work out his own plan of salvation. But faith coming by hearing, by hearing the word, not man's word, the word, God's word. If Jesus said we must be born again, don't go against what he's saying. Obey him. Hey, we get so mixed up in 28 and 19. It was a great commission that was given by God. Commission, remember, commission that was given by God. When Jesus told him in Acts 2.38 to go and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises is unto you, is unto your children and unto all who are far off and as many as our God shall call. When he was talking to those guys, he was talking to saved people that was already part of the church. But watch this. When he gave them that great commission, they didn't repeat him. They obeyed him. That's why he said obedience is better than sacrifice. You can be good all you want. You can give alms all you want. You can be like the rich ruler. I've done it all. 
I kept myself all these years. But Jesus says, huh, that's one thing you lack. Hey, let me tell you something about Jesus and about eternity. Eternity is too long to play Russian roulette with our spiritual man. Hey, this body will go back to dust where it was formed from. But the spirit that's living on the inside of us is going to spend eternity either hell or heaven. But choose you this day who you're going to serve. You're going to serve God or manna. That means God or the devil. You can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other. Oh, my, I don't know why I'm in here right, and saying what I'm saying right now. But you're going to love one God, and that's Jesus Christ Almighty. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah, John 1 and 1 in the beginning was God. And was, yeah, we, are, we know all that good stuff. 14, he, he was robed in flesh. He dwelt among men. Yes, we know all that good stuff. But when a man is born again, the proof is in the pudding. Old things pass away, praise God, and new things become. You won't want to go to places you used to go. You won't want to talk the way you used to talk. You won't want to dress the way you used to dress. You won't want to act the way you used to. Oh, well, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. There's going to be a change that's going to take place in your life when you're born again. Come on, somebody. I, I, I hate using them, but I'm going to use them again. I can remember when this man received the Holy Ghost, prayed back through right here in the front of this altar. He left this place, went home, came back a changed man. He told me that when I baptized him. He said, when you see me tonight, I'm going to look apostolic. <laughs> I love apostolic living. It's who I am. I'm not trying to change for the world because the world has never done nothing for me. But every time I get a chance, an opportunity to change for Jesus, God, whatever it is, whatever I need to do, God, I want to be like you. I want to look like you. I want to act like you. I'm Woo! Hallelujah. I want to be like Jesus. But I can remember when Brother Roger prayed back through Right here, away from God for many years. He said, I had a case of cold beer waiting for me at home. <laughs> yes, he did. A case of cold white. Bud Light, man. I'm glad I got rid of old Budweiser and got wiser. <laughs> Him too. But I can remember when he got the Holy Ghost, he prayed back through. You know what he did? He didn't go home and call his friends and say, hey, man, look, um. I got a whole case of cold beer right now. I'm being ready to uh, get rid of it because I just prayed through. I want to know if you want it. <laughs> no, he did not do it. You know what he did? He took his skull. What kind of, some kind of dip. Yeah, that's whatever it is. Some skull stuff. That old stuff that rots your teeth and that gives you cancer later on down the road. Cirrhosis of the liver from alcohol, drug. You know, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. But he went on, brother Jason, and took that case of beer, and he gave it back to the devil. Open your mouth, dummy. Come on, open your mouth, dummy. Here's another can. Come on, open your mouth, dummy. Here's another can. Open your mouth. I'm not a dummy no more. I'm not a dummy no more. I done got wiser. I got the Holy Ghost. I done prayed back through. I don't need this artificial junk in my life. I got the real deal working inside of me now. I don't need copa, whatever it is, at all, skull junk. I don't, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> well, since I'm on that other stuff, let me get on this too. If God wanted you to smoke, he put a chimney on your head. Come on, somebody. 
Those things are called sin. Why are they are called sin? Because they are harmful for the body. Well, ain't nothing with a little wine. Oh, really? A little wine's good for the body. Yeah, wine, oh, we know. This old boy stood up one day, hey, brother, man, I want to testify. I said, go ahead. Man, man, the Lord delivered me off of Jack Daniel. I said, well, that's good. He said, now, I'm, he says, now, that's all I drink is wine. I said, whoa, 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 from alcoholic to a wine, oh. <laughs> from alcoholic to a wine, oh. Here I am, drunk again. I ain't never heard of something so stupid in my whole life. You either gonna live for God or you're not gonna live for God. You either gonna sustain, oh my God. You gonna either stay away from that junk or you're gonna fall back right where you came from. From a little taste of wine to a bottle of wine and back to Jack Daniel. Oh, really? Yeah, let me help you. For the little foxes spoils the vine. Little foxes, not the big things. I can remember when I was first introduced to marijuana. Hey, try a little bit of this. It was a little fox. Then the next thing you know, I was drugged up. Alcohol, same thing, it was a little sip. Let me tell you something. Beer ain't good for your kidneys. Come on. Marijuana ain't good for your heart. Well, I smoke this because I don't ache no more. No, you're trying to get away from your pain, not just from your body, but from your mind that's poisoned with junk. But the only way you can free yourself, you got to kneel down at an old-fashioned altar and receive the whole, same Holy Ghost Brother Roger received here in, in May, May 5th, June 5th, and God delivered this man. What changes God today from delivering us? No, come on, somebody. Oh, I know you want a preacher, but you don't want a pastor. A pastor this morning, and you ought to be thankful that you got a man of God that's willing to stand behind that pulpit and tell you what sin is. Sin, after it's finished, then comes death. So why I don't live in fear no more? Because I got the Holy Ghost. Why I can trust in God? Because I got the Holy Ghost. I've been born again. Woo! <laughs> Hey, let me let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. Let me go on. Rome, I mean Psalms chapter 50, verse 7. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Let me give you good news today. He also owns those pot potatoes, whatever she just said a while ago. Pot potatoes, ash potatoes, sweet potatoes. He owns all that in that little hill. You know what that means? He'll set you on a hill and he'll feed you potatoes. That's the God we serve. But he owns all of this church not for himself but to distribute amongst his family. Listen about nice things. I love nice things. I love nice cars, nice trucks, nice everything. And I own a few. Sister Mary allows me to. But I own those things, but they don't own me. And it's all right having nice stuff because I think God wants us to have the best education. God wants us to live in the best. He wants us to have the best, but he just don't want the best having us. Why? Because he's a jealous God. He don't want you to have any other gods. He said, put no other God before me. So when you seek and love and worship the true living God, you know what he does? He opens up avenues. 
That's why you and I, Brother Rodney, and Brother Francois, you can stand in here today, and you, and you know it, not just because you got a good pastor, but you can stand in here today knowing, not a doubt in your mind, that you are blessed. Come on, you are blessed. Man, you, are, you, should, have been, you should have been going. You should never be in the ministry, but God looked through all that junk. He says, hold on, I put a call on your life many years ago, and I haven't forgotten who you were, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to take you from where you are and the place you are, and I'm going to put you in a church that's going to love you. I'm going to put you in the arms of a pastor that's going to use you, and you're not finished yet because I'm going to do greater things in your life, in your children's life, in your ministry. Oh, come on, somebody. Because he lived for the Lord all these years, and God did not close his eyes on those things. God does... God sees it all. Well, let me move on. Let me move on. Do I have time? I have a couple more minutes and I'm alone. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. In, in verse 7, we are called by his name. This is talking about a God that is concerned about you and I. God is not so busy to where he can't see our afflictions. He can't see our struggles, that God can't see what we're going through in everyday life. He's not that busy that he can't see those things. <laughs> Last week, thank God for Sister Beard, I was in Marksville. Sister Jan was real sick. She was finna have a blood transfusion, and they said they got to do something. Her blood count was real low, I mean super low, and uh, Sister Mary was on her way to go be with the family, and she called Sister Mary telling her how sick she was, and she was just very fearful uh, for her life. She was just not doing good, bad time of her life. She calls Sister Beard, and she goes to the hospital to meet Sister Jan. So Sister Jan and Sister Mary's in the room, and they call me to pray. So, and as I'm praying, and it's like God put it in my spirit, Sister Jan, this is just a trick. This is the devil's trying to work on your faith. He's trying to steal your little seed from you. I said, this is just a trick. I said, God's going to turn this all the way. He's going to turn it around for you good. And I'm telling you, she's right here. And we prayed, and I prayed a prophetic prayer over her and the Holy Ghost. I could feel the Holy Ghost in my truck as I prayed, and I knew they were feeling what I was feeling. And look, not long after that, the doctor come in and said, hey, your blood counts up. We ain't got to do this uh, blood transfusion. We ain't got to do nothing. And it, come on, uh, it gets better. It gets better. It really gets better. She had a blood clot right here on the lake somewhere. By that long, well, I'm an evangelist this morning, so I can, I'm going to stretch this stuff. And you know, that's what evangelist does. Y'all know that, so I'm an evangelist this morning. So evangelist, they take this and do. No. Threaten her life. It could have killed this woman. So the doctor goes in there and checks her after they do all the blood tests and all this other good stuff. And you know what they said? The clot is gone. God is vanished. It's no longer there. We don't see it. And we fear that kind of stuff. And God's bigger than that. He's bigger than my fears. He's bigger than my sicknesses. He's bigger than anything that you and I can face. And it gets better. It gets better. This is the better part of it. They take her off her Blood thinner. She's no longer a threat. Come on, where you hear that at? Okay, and join your big mega churches. You ain't gonna never hear reports of what the Lord is doing in church. 
or what the Lord is doing in somebody's life. Come on, the signs shall follow them which believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We be able to speak things in the name of Jesus and expect them to happen because they will happen. Why? Why they will happen, Brother Brendan? Brother Brendan, why they will happen? I'll tell you why they will happen. Last Sunday, when I was, I had all my attention on your preaching last Sunday, and you spoke this, and I heard you, and you said, over 8,000 promises in the Bible, and they're for us. 8,000. Come on, somebody. We got promises for every second of our life, for every day of our life, for every week of our life. We got promises that we can stand on and know the God we serve is going to come through with them. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless and we hope to see you on the next episode.